Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 15th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, we are circling back to anime. Because there were many things that were left unsaid. And <laughs> that we to didn't be have said. time for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, strap in, folks. It's going to be a long haul. <laughs> Woo, let's go. <laughs> yes, yes, we've we've prepared some stuff. Some thoughts and things. Some thoughts and things. Always about the thoughts and things and Yeah, yeah, deep riveting snippets of enlightenment. <laughs> I think these are very valid points we're presenting here today. Yes, by all means, would you would you like to start with some points? Yes, so it seems like namely we're going to jump into some overused tropes that we see in anime, some of which we do not necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, you know, two goblins on the internet providing some <laughs> commentary um, and insights from an ad- objective standpoint, and then some things that we feel are being done well and or we could have a little bit more of. And then I want to circle back to the ever-popular anime villain because I think there's a lot of richness there that we didn't get to talk about as fully last time. Yes, I I agree. I will say, though, you've got to stop saying circle back. This is not, like, a meeting. This is (laughs) just a conversation. It is a meeting because meetings are consist of a few things, one of which includes a captive audience. Like, it could have been an email, but it ended up becoming a meeting. It ended up becoming a podcast. It ended up becoming a podcast, (laughs) and it always runs much longer than you wish it would. (laughs) (laughs) tell me if i'm incorrect i mean i wouldn't say it runs longer than i wish it would i enjoy our conversations yeah i mean in this case yes but like any other good old work meeting yes absolutely most of them could be an email and i don't want to be there yeah yeah like when i get that google invite like oh that's i'm just not gonna respond we need to get followers so we can get sponsors so we can just do this full time I then I could invite you to a meeting and be like, this is urgent. Here's my cat. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, important stuff. But what would you like to start with? The the pluses or the not so good stuff? I feel like it helps to, you know, give the bad news first and then smooth mm. it over with the good news. So maybe we start with what we don't like. Yeah, let's rip off that Band-Aid first. Um, I'm just going to go and say it. The pervy individuals, often even sometimes the heroes, which I I feel like presents this almost dichotomy to the character. Because on one hand, you're like, oh, they're doing these amazing things. They're developing as a character. But Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this person is perverted, bordering on the line of something else. (laughs) Right. They make you almost uncomfortable to watch this show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really sucks when they're one of the main characters. Because, like, for an example of not a main character who everyone just hates on because of this personality, it's Mineta from My Hero. Yep. mm -hmm. No one, if you like Mineta, you are just a very either good person who sees the best in everyone or you're also a perv and I don't like you. Yeah. I, I get that it's his character. I get that that's, like, the creator's decision. But I want to fucking punch him in the face every time I see him. Yes. And, you know, as it is, sometimes creative decisions are not good decisions. And the fact that you could spell grape with one particular word in there is also mm. not a good sign to me. <laughs> but um, it, at least another character that I was thinking of was um, 
that main character whose name I don't remember uh, from Seven Deadly Sins helped me out. <laughs> it's Melodious. Thank you. I was like Leonidas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leonidas. That sounds like tonsillitis or something. It is an inconvenience and annoying and people don't want to have it. So yes. <laughs> What's also interesting is the the women that care about him. Because there's certainly mm-hmm. no shortage of that in Seven Deadly Sins. Right. And Full shortage like, with Mineta, but not for Melodius. Yeah, yeah. Mineta, there was never anything to begin with, but it's like... His perk is sticky balls. Come on. In an unlimited supply. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and I I guess another thing that we kind of touched upon in our initial uh, episode was about the ambiguous ages and relationships. And you brought up a really good point, Mm -hmm. if you would like to elaborate. Yeah, it was um, when you've got someone who's like maybe in their 20s, because a lot of these main characters are younger, younger people. Yeah. So late teens, early 20s at most. Mm Mm-hmm. And their love interest is some 40-year-old or or 50-year-old or whatever. It's just, it's weird, and everyone kind of knows that it's weird. Yeah, yeah. But when your love interest is, say, a demon or, you know, some kind of mystical being, and they're thousands of years old, that's okay. It's romanticized. Right, and so it's a very weird gap of, maybe it's because the ages are so realistic, Mm-hmm. And we can see that in society, and we can see that it's wrong. Yeah. And then someone who's thousands of years old. I mean, even from a non-anime perspective, with, like, Twilight, Bella, and Edward, and everyone's like, it's so romantic. I'm like, they are so far apart in age. How is that romantic? Yeah, that's why that baby came out looking how it did when she got that Ed Wussy. <laughs> Listen, we we already covered that. We don't need to cover that again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. My bad. Um... <laughs> But no, I I think you brought up an excellent point. And especially the characters that are demons and are hundreds, if not thousands of years old, look like also in their 20s, early 30s. So it makes it seem less weird as opposed if they look like a decrepit, you know, being. Like like that worm grandma from SpongeBob. Classic. (laughs) Classic. Yes. (laughs) She she needed her acknowledgement. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's so true and it's weird and especially like let's say in black butler where like there is almost like this weird kind of tension that exists between sebastian and cl not yeah. only out of like the human demon deal that they made but also we know about cl's history mm-hmm. and there is like this the obvious element of servitude and like this domineering nature right yeah it's weird because cl is what 14 yeah young maybe even younger than that maybe even younger maybe 12 i mean it's a child and then you've got sebastian who is thousands of years old and people fucking ship them and it's that's almost as creepy as people who ship deku with all might like fucking stop those people exist i didn't need to hear that today that that's a thing you're welcome Uh uh-huh yeah no that's a thing and if you are part of that thing you need to be stopped that's weird, because, like, to me, he takes on more of a fatherly role, so why would you do that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> Anime community, explain yourselves. <laughs> I am Confucian. <laughs> oh, no, that's weird. 
It is weird. And, uh, but again, that's like, that's an understandable age gap in society and you know it's wrong. But if All Might was like this godlike figure who is maybe 500 or 600 years old, would people see that as okay? And that's the part that I don't like. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that they're shipping them in their like human ages, much less if it was like that, like what you just Mm -hmm. mentioned, it would just make it to the infinity power so much worse. (laughs) Right. And going off of that as well is like the school uh, school girl trope or the Lolita trope Mm -hmm. um, and the ever shrinking female costume, I would say. (laughs) Have you seen... Uh, I think it's Kill a Kill. I, you know what, I have, and the anime itself is actually quite good. <laughs> yes. Okay. So here's my biggest sticking point. Yeah. Pop with Kill off. a Kill is that okay? So it's a good fucking anime. Let's it's just great. start there. And everyone's all about well, they're barely wearing anything, and they're like naked fighting. Okay, but here's the <laughs> point: the bad guy is literally capitalism. Yeah. She embodies capitalism. Her clothes make you a zombie, you know? Like, that's the whole, that's her whole power is that those who wear her clothes, her expensive new designer shit, become obedient under her, become mindless zombies. And it's Mm -hmm. the perfect example of being tied and connected to materialistic items. And so the heroes then fight almost naked or naked. Yeah, so that they don't get brainwashed into capitalism. I understand that that's like a very far out concept, and they took it to the disc- to the extreme. Yes, yes, but it's really good once you get past that. Yeah, but then some of the things we mentioned before: pervy dad and brother, creepy teacher, um, uh, the fact that you know this uh, undercover force is called Nudist Beach. <laughs> um, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Case closed. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I think it's like, it's very on the nose and in very exaggerated ways, but it doesn't, I don't know. I think everything makes sense together, but when you break it apart, then you're like, oh, oh my. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bust out the holy water, but, um, it's good. It's good. It's still, y'all, it shouldn't deter you from watching it because it is good. (laughs) But I, I do agree that there is an issue with shrinking costumes or shrinking clothes and especially when it's i mean that's been an issue though with comics for years oh absolutely everyone's costume is skin tight or super cleavage or i mean and even in gaming communities all of the women's armor is like little nipple covers and that's about it like yeah how does that protect the rest of their body (laughs) and then as they move there's like this weird gentle float can we (laughs) you know what i mean about titty physics in anime (laughs) the the laws of physics and gravity do not apply (laughs) like the fact that they move way too damn much in shows like that is not realistic (laughs) and the fact that the animators want you to know that they move too much (laughs) listen i don't remember what anime it was but i saw a snippet like on instagram or whatever of this woman who was getting dressed and she opens up her closet and her shirts are there and yeah. there are cups where her boobs go because shirts and animes are so like tight. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a normal t-shirt doesn't fit like that. And no. so the, the creator was making fun of the fact that 
it like suctions to their boobs and there's no baggage underneath. And so it's just like there's these little cups sewn into the front of the shirt where her boobs go. Yeah, but also like the the fascination with underboob. Oh my god. You know those undershots and you're like, why? Why though? Yeah, or or up the skirt shots or yeah. Oh, I've I've accidentally fallen or I'm stuck in this position. No, yeah, totally, totally. You're not. Ooh. <laughs> it it had to be said, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's like no one's armor is like that. No one moves like that. Like, remember what a stir. I think it was like the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, which were so just campy and over the top. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminiscent of the Adam West Batman days and like I think it was Val Kilmer and one other Batman. They had like the little nipple things on their uniform. Oh my god, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the cup. I remember those. Yeah, and what a stir that caused. And I'm like, but no one's blinking an eye at these like female superheroes or you know these female anime character outfits. Right, like, oh, we we can have bikini tops in in video games or in comics, but then if you put nipple covers on the men's outfits. Oh, God, we can't have that. (laughs) Yeah, useless as they may be, if you think about it. You mean every fucking... Yeah, evolution-wise, useless. (laughs) Maybe, you know, maybe he was raising awareness to the fact, like, hey, they're there, and they're useless, but they're there. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, do you remember when Gal Gadot got picked as the new Wonder Woman, or when they were doing kind of the re-up version of the She-Ra cartoon, and they were saying like, oh, well, her costume isn't skimpy enough, her boobs aren't big enough. And there was uproar in the nerd community about this. Yeah. (laughs) Which is disappointing. It really is, because here's the thing, the first Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot was phenomenal. It was great. It was so good. Because directed by a woman. That too. Yeah. But they had actual armorists come in and make correct leather armor for the Amazonian women. Love it. Like what it would be, what it actually looks like, historically accurate. Not historically accurate, but you know what I mean. Like it was a Yeah, like more practical. Right. And the original Wonder Woman's, their outfits were based off of lingerie, not armor. That's just crazy to me. (laughs) So when y'all are thinking this isn't right. No, the past wasn't right. This is correct. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you have an issue with not seeing enough titties, then go watch your stupid other movies. I don't know. I was going to say go get on Pornhub if you're that desperate, but Jesus. On the Cornhub. Yes. (laughs) Um, But also the heavy breathing. The heavy (laughs) breathing. Attack on Titan. Like when they do the recaps, the episode recaps, it's like... Half that episode is spent with that. You know, those shots where they're like all the lines and their eyes are just like small dilated pupils and they're just like. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, that and, you know, if it's not heavy breathing, it's screaming. I mean, that's the second choice, the natural progression. You've got, I want to say at least 75% of Dragon Ball Z in total is just screaming and shirt tearing. And shirt tearing and powering up, but it's mostly screaming. It is and a I mean, lot of screaming. That's why I I can't stand characters like Asta from Black Clover or Zenitsu from Demon Slayer mm-hmm. because they just scream and I want to choke them. <laughs> <laughs> like, just shut up. No, because then it leads to heavy breathing. And once they catch their breath again, you know what that leads to? 
Listen, all of Screaming. Demon Slayer is just breathing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it, it. I know. And it's like when you take away that part, it's actually such a phenomenal anime. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Because it perfectly segues into one of the things that we do enjoy about anime, which is... The Rise of the Soft Boy. Let's get into it. Yes. Okay, so this is my this is my little shtick here is I because you've got your own piece about villains, right? Which we'll yes. get into later. But can I just say it's so nice to see more and more soft boys coming in and being main characters because you've mm-hmm. got Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, you've got Midoriya from My Hero Academia, you've got Kirishima as well, you've mm-hmm. got Hinata from Haikyuu. Like these are all just really sweet male characters mm-hmm. who care for people and want nothing more than to either make people happy or just enjoy their life and enjoy what's happening around them. Yes. And we need more of that. We need so much more of that. Yeah, yeah, like the group of comfort characters, but like the sub group of the soft boy has been an excellent, I think, contribution to the anime universe. Yes, because originally, you know, the soft boy was someone that you just made fun of or picked on or they're the crybaby or whatever. They were always the butt end of the joke, but now you have them as being the main character, the strongest character, someone who you look up to and everyone looks up to to take care of them or take care of the situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's teaching boys, which I think is a lot of the main target audience, at least for um, fighting style animes, Yeah, yeah. that it's okay to care for things, mm-hmm. you know, Tanjiro being a big brother. That's like his whole personality, first of all, but it's it's very sweet how much he cares for his sister and wants to take care of her. Yeah. And for Deku, he just wants to be the best hero possible. His whole catchphrase is, I want to be a hero that makes people smile. Like, you can't get sweeter than that. Instant tears. <laughs> Instant tears. It's yeah. just, and then Hinata is a literal ray of fucking sunshine. Fight me on this. <laughs> and, like, it's good to have those. It's good to have those examples, and we need more of those examples. Yeah, because I, I think you perp- uh, perfectly encapsulated this, but, like, before the only other acceptable feelings displayed by male anime characters were, like, coldness, indifference, mm-hmm. apathy, anger, certainly heavy mm-hmm. on the anger, right? Oh, yeah. With the screaming. With the screaming. If you don't have screaming, then <laughs> do you do you have balls at all, you know? <laughs> right. And um, so it's, an, it's a very welcome change in my book. I think, like, also the women having more uh, of a presence and well-rounded personalities where it's more developed to get to see them as these complex human beings, right? Or creatures, mm-hmm. if they are. Um <laughs> So maybe let's talk a, a little bit about that as well. Yeah. Do you want to start off on that topic? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say like from Castlevania and you and I started watching this together when it initially came out and loved yeah. it. And yeah. um, from the bat, uh, the character of Saifa Belnades, I mean, she's smart. She's like, <laughs> I'm not afraid of going to hell. God can eat my ass. And like, you know, because it's true. It's true. Right. She had no fear, and she was, like, telling Trevor what to do. Oh, yeah. She's sarcastic, and like you said, she's super intelligent, super book smart. Smart, not smart, sorry. And she- She's literally magic. She can make fire. 
She has magic, but I was going to say she encourages that education and learning and yes. and not just being a, a dumbass, aka at the main character, you know, yeah. like using your brain to think things through and to come up with strategy and all this other stuff. She's she's so cool, too. I, I think so, too. And it's like, you know, not only does she have such a strong mind being from this family of uh, these storytellers, but also... Um, just like strong physically, she's not afraid to go in and fight with the boys mm-hmm. when needed and um, does an excellent job of it. But in that same anime, uh, the character of Lisa Tepish in a society that was dominated by the church, by fear of science and development and medicine, mm-hmm. you know, she was making a really bold move as a woman at the time. And she told Dracula, like, aren't you going to offer me a drink? And look how that yeah. worked out for her. <laughs> she was a woman of science. And then she was murdered. But first she was married to Dracula, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're going to need someone who's witty and smart and sarcastic to take on someone like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And has a moving castle. <laughs> and even Carmilla. I mean, this lady almost took over the whole world. And I was kind of rooting for her at one point. I was like, you know what? Like, all the other dumb guy vampires, like... Uh, the redheaded one, because mm-hmm. he was just a brute. He was like just violent and aggressive, whereas she was very calculating in how she did things because she knew she was always undermined mm-hmm. and taken less seriously than the male counterparts, no matter how gruff they were. And, you know, mm-hmm. whether they had no concrete plan, but it's like, oh, but he's a dude, so he's got this. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in love with the whole either scientific, analytic-minded, strong women that we're seeing more and more of. Because you've got your people from Castlevania. And also, mind you, all of these characters are not in skimpy, boob-revealing outfits. No, Carmilla's style was very fierce. Yes, it's it was very skin-tight, but like that's her aesthetic. It wasn't just a... And she pulled it off very well. (laughs) But then you also have... From Jujutsu Kaisen, you've got Nobara and Mai, who are mm-hmm. super intelligent. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, they kind of took them from granted until they realized, like, at the end of season one, Nobara fucking just, she wins. She wins Tell everything. She won the hearts of everybody. <laughs> She's so amazing. And on top of that, you've got Hanji from Attack on Titan, the yeah. scientist. And, I mean, all of these women are super smart, super you know, strong, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally, and they're all dressed normally, and it's just, it's good. It's a good thing. We need to continue this. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't always need to be flashing your cooter in order to be <laughs> a legitimate character. <laughs> it's true, though. Listen, I'm, I understand that there are fan service moments, like, almost any kind of rom-com anime has them. There's always a beach episode, like, there's always something. Obligatory beach episode or pull-up episode, yeah. <laughs> right, or obligatory beach OVA, but that can't be every goddamn episode, okay? No, no, it can't. <laughs> Your characters start to lose their their personality, you know? They start to just become sex symbols or objects, and it's no fun at that point. No. Men included. Men included, okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, what's that one? Yuri on Ice? Because <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of fan service, I would argue. <laughs> on Victor's in, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some, like, animes that build that tension in other ways. Like, I don't know if you've seen Heaven Official's Blessing. Mm-mm. It's a very well-done anime, but, like, there's, like, teeny tension, but it's sweet. See, I, 
I really love Yuri on Ice because it's it does have its fan service, but it's a healthy romantic relationship. Yes. Yeah, talk there about are, that too. There are boundaries. There are conversations. Hey. There is there's misunderstandings, but then they come together and discuss why there is a misunderstanding. There's support. Like it's so good. It's not just a let's throw these two people together as either a joke or yeah, sleeping yeah. on the first episode, whatever. Like these are two characters who, you know, Yurdi idolized Victor and looked up to him mm-hmm. and then Victor got seduced by him at a dance party. <laughs> as one does, you know. As one would do. But then they ended up working together and helping each other grow and it's so sweet yeah i think it's like that element of sweetness because Mm -hmm. you know it you become so emotionally invested in it but like you said the way in which it develops is very healthy it's very positive it Mm -hmm. yeah it isn't like pound town off the bat (sighs) or you know like boobs you know or their entire personality doesn't revolve around the other person yes which i think in everyday relationships, in real life, IRL, <laughs> being your own person is also a fabulous thing. You can exist outside of the we. Yeah, codependency is a problem. Not cute. It's one thing to be like 100% codependent, and there's another thing to be 100% independent. There is a happy middle ground. Of course, yeah. But we just, we don't see that a lot of the times. Yeah. Or we've normalized codependency to the point of people swing to severe independency mm-hmm. so that they can keep themselves. And they think that's the only way that they can keep being their own person where there is a middle ground. Like you can be independent and care and lean on your significant other at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And not to like, you know, put it into a, a therapy lecture or anything like that, <laughs> where we, you know, we talk about vulnerability and how that factors in. But even in anime, there's a lot of, um storylines in which most often a girl very obsessed with a guy right and it's like constantly yeah. pining after him it's like why won't you love me <laughs> or it's like yeah. dude <laughs> i feel like another good uh relationship one is from noragami mm-hmm. have you seen that one i've heard of it but i haven't seen it so, granted, one of the main characters, it's it's another okay, so here's a weird thing. It goes back <laughs> to our original because Yato is a god. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the main character is, like, a teen girl, or she might be in college, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they meet because she runs out into a road to try and save a cat, and she gets hit by a bus. Oh, my. <laughs> so now she goes back and forth between the god realm or the afterlife. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's where she meets Yato, and they kind of form an alliance where it's more of, like, a friendship at the beginning. yeah. And then the more and more she learns about him and about his history and how the god like god world works, mm-hmm. she kind of starts to fall for him, but in a really natural progression. I see. And, uh-huh. and Yato is a hundred percent like, nah, what are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> <Gross. This> is- <laughs> Ew, feelings? Cooties. What's that? Yeah. And then on the internal, like on the inside, he's just like, Oh no, but I do like her. Oh shit. Like <laughs> fully a twelve year old boy. yep it's a really sweet story i like that i i really do um you know what adding Mm -hmm. to the god thing is kind of an aside from the anime but hades hades i'm like 
This guy was faithful to Persephone, right? <laughs> and he just wanted to do his job. All these other gods, like Zeus is the worst. Oh, yes. I think we can agree. I would say fuck Zeus, but he would take it personally. Right, he'd be like, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, Apollo, kind of a narcissist. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Artemis, on the other hand, super cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Badass. Um, Girl boss. Totally, yeah. Like, ruler of the moon, in charge of, like, what, uh, hunting and hounds with yes. the animals. Just so cool. But, yes. um Yeah. Hades wanted to give him a shout out there because I'm like, people don't think about him. They're just like, they think of like the Hercules representation of Hades as like this comical guy. Uh Uh-huh. He's complex. He's got it going on. Yeah. (laughs) And he's also god of the dead, not god of death. Those are two different people. Thank you. Or two different gods, okay? He wants to like make sure that that gets distinguished. (laughs) Yeah. And what an important clarification to make. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) um but also speaking of magical things that uh and things that we approve of in anime is like the magical girl um i think it's you know you have more of these like younger like tween teen and maybe like young women Mm -hmm. but who have superpowers and are doing awesome things and saving the world like i think (laughs) multiple generations of people who love sailor moon and not just for the outfits when I was growing up, Mew Mew Power was a big thing, and the magical Doremi. See, I didn't watch those. For my Saturday morning cartoons, I watched Zoids. Finally looked that up, and yes. I finally found out the name. I, I was so Zoids. happy for you. <laughs> oh, I, I just started dancing at work when I found it. Um, but I watched Zoids. I watched Ninja Turtles. I watched Transformers. And so when it came to, like... I watched a little bit of Sailor Moon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but my magical girl transformations, and this could be out there and you could shut me down, but did you ever watch Totally Spies? Oh my God, I love Totally Spies, like fully obsessed with Totally Spies. <laughs> I loved Totally Spies, and I feel like that was my magical magical girl persona that I latched onto. Yes, yes. And certainly it had some of the same tropes, like the smart one, the more like fashionable kind of boy crazy one. And then the tough one. Yeah, yeah, Alex was the tough one. But, like, they worked so well together and they always learned something. And, oh, it was was so good. It was so freaking good. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But you – so you had more of, like, the magical girl background here than I do. Yeah, yeah. But I I will say, like, also another one that's kind of in the middle between, like, the normal girl yet being a magical girl, finding out she is a magical girl by accident was Kagome from Inuyasha. Okay. You know, being reincarnated as this, like, priestess who had these, like, almost supernatural abilities, but Mm -hmm. then at the same time was just trying to be a normal teenage girl that ended up in feudal Japan. You know, sometimes it (laughs) happens. Just fall through a well in your family shrine and... (laughs) Like, damn, bitch, I wish that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, you know, she shoots her magical arrows and I'm like, God, that's so cool. (laughs) God has favorites, and that's proof. Yeah, yeah. In those cases, he does give with two hands. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, like, and you know, she's not afraid to stick up for herself, because Inuyasha, the character, he he is very rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. Like, big softy on the inside, but just super gruff on the outside, and she does not put up with him. She's like, I've got no time and patience for this um, half-demon boy and his tantrums. (laughs) And she will make him sit. That is... (laughs) That is just my favorite 
character of all time is just you have the big angry one and then the small takes up takes no shit one yes and that is just the best pairing across all boards it's it somehow works so well you're like i don't know but then it comes together very naturally and very nicely it just i know uh we talked about it before but it made me think of or on high school host club with honey senpai and mori senpai <laughs> because mori is the big strong solid silent type and then honey's there to just like smooth out all of his rough edges it's he is honey <laughs> It's a perfect duo. Yeah, yeah. Don't you love it when anime makes sense like that? <laughs> it does. And you know what else makes sense? Tell me. Give it the to me. The rise of older characters. Yes. I, I'm so tired of watching animes that uh, their oldest character is like 16. It's so mm-hmm. difficult to get in and get in behind the character because there's no one that's your age. I feel like the only reason I'm able to sit and watch My Hero Academia is because there are older characters in there. You know, you have your pros and you have your villains and like it's not just 16-year-olds or mm-hmm. whatever. It's yep. it's a mix. But you've got like Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen who mm-hmm. is I think 28 and literally the strongest sorcerer in the world. You've got all of the Hashiras from Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. all adults. They're all older. And they're super powerful. And uh, yeah, got, very accomplished. Yeah. You've got Levi and Hanji from Attack on Titan. Hanji again. I mean, they're adults and they're smart and intelligent. And mm-hmm. <laughs> someone someone called Levi a fucking Beyblade. <laughs> what is that? One of those things where you... you put it on the string and you pull you, and then it spins oh where like kids like battle each other like let yeah it in the little beyblade like arena and they just spin and hit each other but what does that mean when they call him like a beyblade like bay blade no because when he fights the titans he spins oh he's a mini human beyblade okay i thought they were saying like oh he's bay and he's a blade but... no or or like a mini uh fidget spinner i think is another one they've called him i yeah okay <laughs> because you know what i i've watched bits and chunks of attack on titan only because i can't do with all the breathing and the screaming (laughs) um i need to take breaks yeah and so i missed out on him being a human beyblade (laughs) but on on top of just older characters in general because again also in my hero you've got you've got all might and um my other personal favorite fat gum Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also, I feel like we've got a rise of DILF characters. No shortage of that. You've got Yami from Black Clover. You've got Toji from JJK. You've got, like, all of these guys who are way older, 30s, 40s, just jacked. And I'm just sitting there going, I can appreciate that I can finally have a, <laughs> have a heartthrob that's not wrong. <laughs> you know yeah yeah even though you're like it's animated is that weird but you're right at at that middle (laughs) age you're it's a much more comfortable place to be with the thirst it is it is like i like i've said before kirishima is my favorite comfort character like i just want to hug him and pinch his cheeks and be like you're such a good boy (laughs) but that's not sexual in any manner no no it's not yeah and i i think like people who want to go there with their mind like immediate immediately see the comfort character as kind of like the natural segue into that kind of 
zone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. is so, like, why? Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's refreshing to see older and older characters. Because when you had Dragon Ball Z or, or some of the older animes, you know, your older characters, you had these old dudes with, like, the long gray beards and long gray hair, and then they're just jacked. Do you remember some of those? Yeah, I don't get the physics behind that. Um, <laughs> and you just look at them and go, listen, at that age, I just want Uncle Iroh. Can we just stick with that, please? Yeah, because the other stuff, you're like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> More I than anything. Uncomfy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they created anime characters who were on the cusp of their 30s and their back hurt already, I would be like, excellent mid-ground here. But <laughs> until that time... <laughs> Oh, also, um, have you you've seen One Punch Man, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Because I'm pretty sure Saitama is also what late twenties, early thirties. It's it's. He was older. He, he, he was at least older. was working an office job. No, wait. Didn't like? Wasn't he not employed? He was just kind of like they saw him kind of like as not a loser, but he was like super underdog, right? I'm not yeah. sure what what are the best words to describe him because I thought his character was so fun. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he either worked an office job and got fired or he but he was older and he was he didn't really have anything going for him to start. Yes. And so yep. that's why mm-hmm. he started doing his like a thousand push ups, thousand sit ups, a thousand kilometer run every day kind of yeah. bullshit. It started paying off. <laughs> it it sure did. Yes, yes. And I, I like okay. how he just like to hang out and read like manga. <laughs> He's a very realistic person. He is. He is. And, like, didn't understand why that one guy wanted to, like, be his pupil. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what's his name? The cyborg's name. What's his name? I, oh, I, shit. I wish I remembered. I'm like, I don't remember anybody. I think it starts with a G. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta Google this because it bothers Google. me. Because I really appreciate his character. Yeah, yeah. And he was just, like, make. he was like, oh, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Genos, or Genos, sorry, Genos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, thank you for he, your uh, excellent Googling skills. You're welcome. Okay, but he's 19, okay. The 19-year-old cyborg and the disciple of Saitama. But, oh, I, I really like his character because he's so enthralled with Saitama, and then he's, Saitama just turns around and goes, why? <laughs> well, because it's like he recognizes Saitama's brilliance. That's true. That's and then true. I think he feels for him that he's so often overlooked. Like, remember when they were taking their exams in order to become full-fledged like superheroes mm-hmm. and genos was like immediately rise to the top and then saitama like people are like he can't be that strong how is he faking this even though he's like it's me i swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was yeah i forgot about that anime and it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun but on on our front side here of of soft boys and good rounded characters we have a dark side which you had points that you wanted to make you you had a soapbox that you are ready to defend yes i'm already standing on it and ready Um, (laughs) hands on hips power pose (laughs) yes yes um and you know what so last time i mentioned i'm really interested in the villain character Mm -hmm. and i found the reasons why and namely because They have a very interesting backstory, sometimes much more interesting than our hero, Mm -hmm. and are oftentimes a good catalyst for the main character's growth. Okay. 
Because it's like, it's all about the balance, right? The balance. You need the good with the bad. (laughs) And oftentimes the villain, in some respect, maybe started off on the same, let's say, road, quote unquote, as the good guy. But then for whatever reason, fell off the wagon and started, Mm -hmm. you know, on this like less acceptable, socially acceptable side, such as the character, I would say, of uh, Dobby. Right? Like, what is the household that he came from? And if you don't want any spoilers, I should have mentioned this sooner. Like, Let's start here. Spoilers from My Hero and possibly Demon Slayer, the latest seasons or episodes. Click off. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. Okay. But continue um, for Dobby. Right, because you think about the household that he was born into, right? Very prestigious in the hero mm-hmm. world. But mm-hmm. dad, total asshole. And he lost a son and we gained a villain. And one that people very much thirst after also. That was just an added bonus, I suppose. I gotta say in the manga that if I'm fully caught up, I need to read um, this weekend's episode, but otherwise I'm fully caught up. Uh And Dobby is finally facing his brother in battle. Shut up. Shut up. They're finally facing off, and I am very interested in how this is going to go, because Shoto still cares about him. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure even, like, it's interesting, right? Because, like, Shoto, for as um, socially, like, he has difficulty navigating social situations, right, in the beginning. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, like, very understandable, given how he was raised. Right. How he was literally cold, you know, to everyone, but then you realize the caring person that was underneath, and... Even Dobby, like, you see glimpse of, glimpses of that here and there, but a lot of that resentment that he still holds toward his father, which makes complete sense. Oh, absolutely. I um, will forever stay on the fuck Endeavor train. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> but that but, though. Whatever. Big old can <laughs> of fire. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ba-doom-tsh. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> My soapbox, period. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. Yeah. But I, something I really care about when it comes to villains, you know, people always ask, why do people fall for the villain? Mm-hmm. And it's said time and time again that the hero will always save the world. Yeah. But the villain will burn the world to save you. Uh, elaborate on that a little bit more. So, like, if a villain cares for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what else happens then. Like, you become their world. You become the sole thing that they want to protect. Mm-hmm. And they don't see an issue with killing everyone else around them that tries to hurt you. <laughs> That's like very much <laughs> Silence of the Lambs when uh, Dr. Lecter did not kill Clarice, even though he fully could have. <laughs> <laughs> so w- while it sounds very romantic in anime, when I bring up Silence of the Lambs, you're like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> But it makes sense, at least in the for the bad guy of you know they do all these horrible things. They have no moral background or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then when they somehow find love, again emphasis on somehow because when you're morally <laughs> ambiguous, then how the hell are you gonna love somebody? But you know when they find a relationship, they're willing to put that person above everything their moral compass is skewed so that person then becomes the most important person ever 
which is so fascinating to me, like with the with our backgrounds in psychology, because if you saw that in real life, right, like <laughs> red uh, flags, red flags, <laughs> screaming from the mountain of red flags. Um, <laughs> yeah, the wee woo wagon um, coming <laughs> to take you away because it's like, oh, well, a good woman can change a man. And it's like, no, no. if he wants to be shit, he's going to stay shit. He's not changing for you or nobody. Obsession Ugh. is not sexy. D- say it one more time. Obsession is not sexy. You it's heard it here. It's controlling. Uh, it's like, you know, like that's why like anime doesn't translate well to real life. <laughs> because if, if you talk about these things out loud, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, <laughs> and that's certainly among like the dumpster fire of anime tropes that you're like, Maybe let's keep that to the realm of anime and not real life. Right, right. Yeah, because it's more than just good hair and, like, you know, superpowers. <laughs> like you said, there are, the villains can have really, ama- like, serious and amazing backgrounds. And people are already talking about Demon Slayer, the next demon that's supposed to be one of the main bad guys that they fight. Uh-huh. Manga readers know his background, and everyone, they all keep saying, y'all are not ready for this. This is going to hurt. And I'm like, I bet it fucking will. I'm sure it's going to hurt, because it seems like the stronger the demon, the worst background they have. And I- Always. Or most often. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to fucking hurt. Fuck it up, demons. Fuck it up. Have you seen- Do you watch Demon Slayer? I do, yeah. And I've only seen the first season, though. Okay. Because I want to talk about the Entertainment District arc, which is the latest one, because you were talking about how villains show really good, um, like, the hero, if one thing could have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our lives are based on circumstance. We don't ask to be born where we are. We don't ask for the family that we have. Yeah, yeah. We don't ask for the things to happen to us that do. Mm-hmm. And... So when one thing or two things or whatever, just depending on where you're born, your life can become so different. Right. And in the latest arc, there is a serious heavy parallel drawn between Tanjiro and Nezuko and a brother-sister demon duo. Ooh. And it hurts. Like, I cried. (laughs) When anime makes you cry, you know it's serious. Oh, yeah. It... It's hard. You know, it's... It is. You know what? But also in the first season, the spider demon and the makeshift yes. family, which I thought very... The the dynamic there was a very interesting one between the, the whole, male characters to the female ones. Yes. The wife of the spider demon, how she was only doing all of these bad things out of fear. Yes. And when she realizes Tanjiro is going to kill her... She just She's says, like, okay, you know what? I can finally me. be free. Yeah. And instead of brutally murdering her, he does the, in the, <laughs> he kills in it's the merciful, way he can. It's a merciful, yeah, killing. Yes. And, you know, she starts to cry and she's like, oh my God, is this, like, it feels so nice to just mm-hmm. let go. It's a really good part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh God. Yeah. When death is welcomed as the only respite from the, pain that they're feeling the emotional pain and certainly there was the physical aspect of pain because of the papa spider right and even the son right um yeah because wasn't he the one that was controlling everyone the son was yeah yeah um it was really messed up 
It was. It it was a very interesting few episodes with that family, but um the the you know what? Psychology of anime, there's our next episode. Ooh Girl. Yes, I am here for that. You heard I it here love first. That. That might be next week's. <laughs> yeah, this is all this podcast is going to turn into, like, deep dives of psychology and anime. Deep dives of psychology in almost anything. Like, yeah. It really can be used in almost any contact, obviously, because it's it's the study of the psyche. It's the study of mm-hmm. people. Of course, psychology is going to be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, though, don't you? Like, never running I out do. of work. <laughs> I can finally utilize my master's degree. <laughs> Dad bottom. <laughs> yes. Other way. Other way. Oh, no. <laughs> y- y'all have been blessed with, I don't know if the microphone picked up my dual dab, but. <laughs> just a wind whistling past your mic, just. <laughs> <laughs> just the grazing of the mic. <laughs> yeah, join oh, us next God. week for heavy breathing of anime. <laughs> ASMR. No. Before no. the psychology <laughs> cycle. Listen, if you want your daily dose of heavy breathing with anime, just go watch Attack on Titan. It's fine. No, or you could come here so we could get more listeners. <laughs> I will create that comp for you. You'll create the ASMR that this podcast is not created for. Yeah, and occasionally there'll be like a tapping <laughs> on a mic, like a wind chime. Like, biting into, like, a very crunchy kind of food. (laughs) (laughs) It's a multifaceted podcast. Uh, Right? (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Do you have any other animes that you want to talk about? Any tropes? Any goods? Any bads? Pros? Cons? Um, Anything you're looking forward to? I'm interested in seeing how anime continues to develop like you know grew up watching the 90s early 2000s anime which so many iconic characters and storylines from that time that i think even current generations still appreciate you know with like re-ups and things like that but um from like character and community representation to like just such well-developed characters and it just makes me really excited to see where anime will continue to go Mm -hmm. how about you yeah i i completely agree i want to see more strong female characters and that's like the one downside to my hero is that a lot of their female characters while they're tough Mm -hmm. they're lacking background they're lacking substance they're lacking i mean you know about otrako and you know that she's poor and you know that she's trying to be a hero for her family but that's Mm -hmm the most I feel like you know about any of the female characters. Yeah, yeah, like even Yayorozu, right, um, you know, she's very wealthy. Right. And very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And uh, come on, anime creators, like, that she develops stuff usually from between her breasts. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Froppy has has to have an amazing backstory. I mean, she's so smart and so, so intelligent. level-headed. Mm-hmm. She's the one that keeps everyone together when everyone's falling apart. And yes. I mean, that's a very important character to have. I want more screen time, more emphasis on these other characters that are supporting your main character. Like, they yeah. shouldn't just be props. They should be a person. Yeah. Like, even, uh, God, what's that girl? Toga? Yes. Yeah. 
I want to know more about her as well. Yes. Like, I know we got a little bit of that in uh, the fifth season. Right. Her background and why she's a bad, like, why she quote unquote, to villainy. Yeah. yeah. Bad. But um, I would love to learn more about her. I, wanna, I feel like we could psychoanalyze Toga. Next episode. <laughs> ASMR. Is no, the tapping? Stop. No. <laughs> stop. We're not doing that. <laughs> Just like take the mic, start hitting it against the table. <laughs> yeah, it's soothing. <laughs> but I, I want to see more. I want to see more of that. I want to. I'm looking forward to the female Hashira and when she fights and what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Both of them. You know, especially like the, the butterfly one Hashira. Yeah, but more even so, the love Hashira. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see how that works, how that plays. And again, I don't want it to just be titties. I want to have like an actual fighting strategy. Yeah, should start a new hashtag um, on social medias, not just titties. Not just titties. Hashtag not just titties. Not just we anime need to start titties. Using that. Someone start that. I don't have Twitter. I don't do Twitter. There's so many things that we're putting <laughs> forth into the world today. <laughs> History. Listen, you, gotta, you gotta put it out in somewhere and someone will pick it up and roll with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, like, in Drag Race they originated the term herstory. Ooh, But yeah. I feel like that word is very good for this, for what is going on right now. <gasps> yes. Okay. I think that that is everything. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, share with a friend, put it out there into the world that we are awesome and worth listening to. And we greatly appreciate all that you do for us. So until next week, stay alive. Bye. Bye.